Thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Startup Solutions. If you want to get your business going but have no idea where to start, Startup Solutions can help you bring your ideas to market and will design your logos, build a website, source a manufacturer for your product and much more. The team has actually put together a free report for you guys that outlines the 10 steps you absolutely must take when starting a product-based business in New Zealand and you can find a link to that in the show notes. Thanks so much to Startup Solutions, actually started by a one-up listener, for supporting the podcast. Let's get on with the episode. Hey guys and welcome to the One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Kia ora everybody, welcome back to the One Up Project podcast, thank you for supporting me, thank you for listening, thank you for being here. I have felt just an overwhelming amount of love lately from the, I was about to say the squad, I don't think anyone uses the word squad anymore, but, but the uh, listeners of the One Up Project, you guys seriously make my day, my week, my life, uh, and it means so much to have you here. So today we're going to be talking about credit scores and credit reports, which, you know, seemingly boring topic, but let me tell you, after a bit of research, quite interesting, I have to say, quite interesting. Although with all interesting topics comes about 50 million trillion blogs and videos and shit about the topic, which is great because we truly do have access to endless resources now, but it also comes with a lot of confusion and I've realized that a seemingly basic topic and something that I've now decided is really easy to understand is overcomplicated, which is a classic uh, story when it comes to anything in personal finance or money. Um, and I'm sure many other areas as well. But I've gone through basically all the relevant resources I had in my head and I've put everything into one resource being this podcast. So if you have a friend that needs the uh, needs to get the D-Lo on credit scores and credit reports, make sure you send them this episode because I've just put all of the, the most relevant info in here and I will put some links to extra information in the show notes and I'll tell you what that's going to be throughout the episode. So I'm going to give you two definitions, one about a credit score and the other one a credit record or report and before I do that I just want to say that this is relevant to mainly New Zealand but I do believe that it's actually quite similar from a few of the things I've looked at so I would maybe just double check some of the specific details if you are sitting in Oz right now otherwise most of this should apply to you. So first things first what the hell is a credit score? A credit score is essentially a number between zero and a thousand that indicates your credit worthiness or how credit worthy you are um, and as kind of assessment an assessment of your bill payments or debt payments. The higher the score the better so if you're sitting at zero you're probably in a bit of trouble if you're sitting at a thousand then holy shit what are you doing and your credit score is determined by your credit report or record and so this includes all of the times you've been given credit by a bank or some other company and then how you've paid that off either on time or not. So you only have a credit score if you've actually applied for credit which I think is important to note first or at least a relevant one anyway. So when are you given credit? Like what does that actually mean? If you've applied for a mortgage you'll know exactly what I'm talking about but so if you've had a loan this has been a time when you've been given credit or you've asked for your bank to give you an overdraft, very common amongst my friends and I'm sure many other millennials and Gen Z's, used a credit card to buy something, needed a payday advance 
or bought something like on higher purchase, including sort of interest-free deals you might get from stores. So think about when you buy, you know, mobile phones on a plan or laptops or things like that. So when I was reading this, I was like, hmm, do buy now pay later schemes like lay buy, after pay, hum, zip, Genoa pay. I'm trying to make you aware of all of them because I do feel like people tend to separate buy now pay later schemes from actual debt when in reality it's exactly the same thing. Don't be fooled. But I was wondering, do these schemes actually affect your credit score? So it seems that because you don't get charged interest with buy now pay laters and there's also no requirement for them to actually assess your ability to repay the loan, like it's not deemed to be real credit. So another way of saying that is that they, the buy now pay later schemes don't fall under the same regulation as like a bank or another institution. So they can get away with doing what would be quick or basically a half ass check of your capability to make payments, which wouldn't leave a permanent mark on your record. Um, but in their terms and conditions, you actually authorize them to do two things. One of them is complete a credit report on you if they wish. And two is to pass on any information regarding late payments or fees you incur to these credit reporting agencies. So by the sounds of it, from what I was reading and what I've looked at in the past, it might affect your credit score depending on the company. Um, but there's definitely a lot of gray area there and I think if you're concerned it's best to research the individual company's T's and C's Uh, otherwise just take the general approach to be quite careful with any missed payments or late fees. I'm definitely keen and have been for a while to do a full episode on buy now pay later schemes because it's actually pretty interesting the deeper you dive into it. I don't know if I'm just finding all of these really boring things interesting, but it is when you, it's something you use without thinking so much, you know. So like the more you learn about it, the more you understand the cons. And I'm definitely not anti buy now pay later. I have used it obviously, and I know it's necessary in many circumstances in people's lives, but as someone who is just purely using it to fund my wardrobe, I couldn't really justify that as a good reason to have debt (laughs) so I've cut my use of them and I haven't used a buy now pay later scheme in over a year and I think that this is quite an interesting thing to discuss but anyway carrying on let me know if that's something you'd want to see an episode on what makes a good or a bad credit score I'm going to link a site below which is actually one of the agencies you can find your credit report and credit score on but credit simple has a really awesome FAQs page that lays out the different scores you could have and what that means so a good score is anything more than 500 you can get a score from 0 to 1000 anything over 500 you're good. This is obviously going to be a really positive thing if you can have a score over 500 because it should mean that you're able to get better offers from places like banks or telecommunications companies, insurance companies, things like that, people who do look at them, which we'll go into a bit later on. And if your score is lower, you should find out what what is affecting it. So if your score is zero or below, because apparently you can actually have a credit score lower than zero, but credit simple at least they choose to keep it between 0 and 1,000 for simplicity. And that's how I've chosen to speak about it too. So if it's 0 or below, there's something really negative within your history causing this. It could be bankruptcy or it could be some sort of court judgment or ruling. But it doesn't actually have to be that intense. It could simply be something like late payments or failure to pay certain things on a mortgage or a loan of some kind. And you'll notice that there are patterns that are involved with having a good credit score and a clean credit report I suppose and this always comes along with just making sure you are repaying any kind of debt you know or credit 
on time consistently, keeping your levels of debt low, etc. So there's always trends and patterns when it comes to things in personal finance. And it's about picking up on that and noticing, okay, you know, I don't need to worry about all the little tiny specific details that I need to understand in order to get this sorted. I just need to recognize the bigger, more general trends, make sure I'm following that and I should be sweet, you know, like, so it's obvious things, paying back your debt on time, doing this consistently, um, keeping on top of any credit you have and, you know, having an understanding of where you sit in terms of your own debt and repayments and things like that is, is really important. So a couple ways to improve your credit score if it is looking pretty shit is continuing to pay everything off on time, you know, really getting on top of those payments as I was talking about. Also, don't make too many applications for credit in a short period of time. So this doesn't so much apply to something like a mortgage where obviously you will be doing that, but more where you're applying for little loans like lots of little loans at one time that isn't going to look good and when I saw this it kind of made me think well this would speak to how many times you use buy now pay later schemes if this is something that ends up showing on your credit report which again we spoke about was a might um, using it a lot for little payments all the time isn't going to positively affect your credit score or your credit report if it goes on there so it's good to be aware of that I think um, and another thing to remember is that not only will the times you've used credit be recorded on your credit report but it's actually the times you apply for it as well and I really want to do an episode on credit cards it's been well requested by the team over at the one up project on Instagram but I did want to look into it for this episode and that was the the kind of mysterious myth or assumption that everyone makes around having a credit card is really positive for your credit score and I think the statement that having a credit card will improve your credit score is false but keeping a consistently low credit card balance is better than a high one in general for improving your credit score Um, and so instead of you know thinking that just using a credit card is what's going to improve your credit score and kind of being active with that. What actually improves your credit score is a consistent history of on-time payments on your debt without showing patterns of a spending problem, right? So you can rebuild bad history with a credit card, but a credit card itself won't improve your credit score and that's obviously up to you if you choose to do that or not it's a similar kind of conversation when it comes to student loans and everyone's saying oh it's the cheapest loan you ever get take out all the money and you know use it on investing or whatever it is and actually give it a productive use because inflation will eventually decrease kind of the value of that loan over time anyway which I agree and disagree with many of the things that are said around that because something I always come back to is like yeah it's all good and well when you have the intention to do that but it's actually doing that that is the thing that makes it worth doing right so if you're going to take out your entire student loan and put it in the stock market okay maybe that is a really positive thing because you'll get a return on your money or at least you hope you will anyway and inflation will decrease the value of your loan over time but if you take out that money and then attempted to use it on other things it's obviously you're just racking up debt for no reason and I know everyone says no no no, I will actually do it but I said I would do it too and then I didn't so I always like to take the route now that I don't avoid debt, but I only use it when I know it's actually going to go towards something productive. 
And I just like to give people that kind of warning too. And it's the same thing with a credit card. Like, you know, you could try to, uh, I guess, redeem your bad credit history with consistent behavior uh, by paying back debt and payments and all those sorts of things. But it doesn't mean you won't get caught up in the credit card debt and actually end up, you know, spending it on shit you don't need and then you get caught in the keeping up with the Joneses mentality and that sort of stuff. So I think it's one of those things that you've got to think about why you're doing it and if your credit history is actually fine by just keeping a consistent repayment um, pattern from now on instead of trying to rack up more debt to then improve your credit score. I don't know. I just like to say both sides of that because I feel like I hear I hear the one side of the argument all the time, which I do agree with, but then got to balance it out. A couple examples of what's not included on your credit report are things like parking and speeding tickets, unless, of course, you've been passed on to a debt collector, or your criminal record or salary. Um, there's a list of these things on a Money Hub article, which I'm going to link down below as well. So why the hell should we give a shit about any of it? Well, lenders will check these credit reports and your credit score to decide whether or not to give you money essentially. So think of a bank deciding whether to give you a loan or not. And it is possible that people like landlords, insurers or employers will check your credit score as well. So we should care because it affects our life and things we want to do in our life. And it's an important point that information will stay on your record for up to two years. But if you've had debt where the lender has had to like chase you up to repay it, it can stay on your record for up to five years, even if you've already paid off that debt. Um, and your permission is always required for your credit report, except for court-related things and debt collectors and some government agencies. So just keep that in mind as well. If you want to learn more about how lenders actually make their decision, which is really interesting because it doesn't get spoken about and it's not, I guess, you know, publicly known how exactly lenders make their decisions and each lender is going to be different but if you want a general idea of how they do make their decision there's re some really detailed information on the money hub article I referred to uh, earlier which I will link down below this article includes so much on it that I didn't think was necessary to all include in here but I am going to link it below if you're wanting to find a little bit more information or something a bit more specific as well. It could be quite interesting. And so how exactly do we figure out what our credit score is? The exciting part, because I think it's quite cool to, you know, find out. Who knows? Even if you've taken out no debt in the past, like, who knows? It's just interesting to, to look at it. So there are four different agencies you can get a, cre a free credit report from in New Zealand. And I believe two of these is the same for Australia as well. So those are Credit Simple, Centrix, Ilion, I think is how you say it, and Equifax. So I've used Centrix and Credit Simple. I used Centrix about a year and a half ago and Credit Simple about an hour ago. And I really wanted to check what mine was, if it had changed and talk to you guys about it. So both are pretty easy to use, but Credit Simple takes 60 seconds, whereas Centrix takes 10 days. <laughs> so I've gotten it very quickly this time around, which is exciting. Also, I didn't mention, but student loans aren't included on your credit report either. So unless you, of course, have defaulted on it or something like that. Um, but yes, so my credit score is sitting just over 600, which is, I guess, good, you know, sitting in a place where I should be. But I've never had any debt apart from my student loan so nothing's really showing up much on it at all right now and it's probably not too relevant to anyone who's actually going to be looking at it um so 
in saying that though, it's actually increased since the last time I checked it, which was, it was just over 500 then, now it's just over 600. So I suppose keeping a consistent history of paying anything else back, whether it was bank fees or things like that, I assume it must contribute to it, but um, it's definitely nothing too special for me at the moment. But it will be relevant to those of you who are looking to buy a house soon or looking to take out any kind of debt or starting a new job potentially um, or signing a new lease or anything like that. Uh, definitely make sure you check it out and let me know over at the One Up Project on Instagram or not. I don't know, you know, these things are probably supposed to be kept private, but I just, yeah, don't really care about that obviously. I hope this episode provided a bit more clarity for you. I'm sure it has and I really look forward to hearing your thoughts especially in a rating or review if you can. Short and sharp but I feel you know these episodes don't need to be long and drawn out just supposed to get you the best and most relevant information quickly and easily. So hope you enjoyed guys. See you in the next one. Disclaimer time. So The One Up Project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource. I'm not a qualified, registered or authorized financial advisor and if you require legal, financial or other expert advice, you should seek assistance from a professional advisor. Thanks guys. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project and I'll catch you on the next one.